0: Welcome to TPQ20, where we go beyond the page with poets about passions, process, pitfalls, and poetry. I'm Courtney Margolin.
1: And I'm Chris Margolin. Let's expand the conversation.
2: Hi. Oh, that picture. I was wondering what's going to be there. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Welcome. Hello, Missy. How are we doing?
2: Okay. how are you doing?
1: Good. Can you hear us all right? Yes, I can. Perfect.
0: Well, welcome. I'm Courtney. And I'm Chris. Hi.
2: Hi. Nice to
0: meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Thank you for joining us on TPQ20.
2: Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, absolutely.
0: We appreciate having you. Um, We'll just kind of jump right in.
1: Yeah, we we always like to start off by saying, you know, we know who you are, um, but our audience may not. Uh, so, if you were to give an elevator pitch on who you are, uh, okay. what would be your uh, what would be your quick pitch on who you are?
2: Okay, I am Denise Bellinger. Um, I am a writer who lives in Massachusetts. I'm. I was born and raised in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and I teach creative writing, women's studies, and African American studies, and um, I write in all genres
0: perfect love, love it yeah. so our first question today is about your passions so uh, what are your main passions when it comes to the world of literature
2: um so hmm, i like poetic language and everything and um it's one of the things i do as well as other professors do when teaching creative writing like the intro classes to creative writing Um, we have to start with poetry and I think that's because um, poetry lends so much to the other genres, Um, imagery and rhythm and um, just the beauty of words, finding the most just. um, So so that is what brings me to um, or what makes me love anything that I read if it is written very well and with an ear towards how it sounds or how it feels or how it looks, um, trying to get people to see the world as you would see it. Um, hmm. I love it when genres delve into areas that are not reserved for that genre. For instance, in my poetry, a lot of times I look to history. I am not the only one, I'm not <laughs> nearly the first one. Um, for instance, Camille Dange, or Natasha Trethaway or um, Honoré Fanon Jeffers all look to history for, um, for their poems or have for some of their poems. Um, and also, of course, politics, um, and be um, it real state, blue state politics, but also of the South, um, identity, um, women issues or gender issues, sexuality, and um, race, of course, um, all those things come into play, I, I love i hope i answer your question no absolutely absolutely. and that kind of takes us to the
1: other side of that which is um
0: your passions outside the world of literature you kind of tied all of that in. i think we all all, i
1: think yeah i think there's it's it's funny sometimes the people who read us or who who listen to us don't necessarily know that we exist outside of the words on page or in a reading so who are you outside of the world of literature
2: Okay. Um I, I love music. I love all kinds of music. Um I love listening to music. Lately I've been listening to mostly classical, mostly in the romantic era, but you know oh, there's nothing I, wrong with that at all. <laughs> I love <it. laughs> I love um jazz, especially bebop. I love um post punk, punk, rock, rap. Um, I am a big fan of post punk, that whole era um after like right at the turn of 70s and 80s and early 80s. I love that music. Um, and I like early rap and gangster rap. <laughs> I love yeah. it. I that understand. Is, that was, yeah. was my favorite
0: while I was working with my, with and, my daughters. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I, I love playing music. I'm not a good musician, but I play a few instruments and just being with other people and playing music is a lot of fun
0: i think i heard you played the
2: viola, viola? yes viola that's no viola. Yeah. yeah i play viola i play piano and um a friend of mine is starting to teach me bass so yeah
0: oh so you're accomplishing quite a few different not accomplished but I, I use that word very loosely <laughs> okay. because we have a lot of instruments around our our home so we dabble okay. in in many instruments, <laughs> but we are not necessarily accomplished in any one fair. instrument. That's a, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> we're dabblers. Uh, our, our
1: house makes us look like we're really, really good musicians. Yeah, yeah. Just i just really I, like music and instruments. Yeah. We appreciate a lot of them. We um, try a lot out. <laughs> and I think that that easily leads us into the next to the next question about process. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what is your process when it comes to writing you know are there any rituals or superstitions that you go through <laughs> and then i guess since we've brought music into this uh is your process similar for writing or playing music
2: um i i wish i had a process i, I think i had more <laughs> of a process before i became a mother so um and and my kids are getting older so i Um, I feel like I can move back into like a rhythm of writing, but, um, mostly it's when I have time. And when I do have time to write, um, which is usually late at night or early in the morning, I want, I I prefer quiet or if there is any noise, I want to be in control of the noise. So I'll listen to music for instance. Um, well, yeah, I will listen to music. Otherwise I, I do prefer quiet to write is there is there a
1: genre or or an artist when you when music is, is kind of the go-to to break the silence is there one that you go um, to
2: no it, it switches like um for so recently i went to a writing retreat in iceland um at Golkestan, which is a wonderful residency wow. artist residency and since it was iceland i try to listen to the scandinavian or nordic Um, composers so um, I listen to Holst and um, Grieg and you know those guys a lot of and I I try to listen to some newer Scandinavian stuff but but not really and also listen to a lot of Tchaikovsky so I've been listening to romantic music lately when I write every once in a while um, I'll try to listen to other things when I write I know some people don't like listening to music with lyrics when they're right. I'm not that person. I think I get more distracted by um, instrumental music than it's <laughs> like with lyrics. So I was
0: going to ask if what you were listening to influenced or it became a soundtrack to what you were writing or it influenced characters or things like that.
2: So um, I have a book out called rubbing the elbows, which is a um, really short piece. And I, I do, talk about some romantic artists in that, right? Yeah, I talk about, um, I talk about- uh,
1: you know, uh, I think uh, Stevie Wonder is in there somewhere. Yeah, Stevie Wonder, uh, no, uh, I,
2: I do talk about R&B and um, there's a couple of poems I forgot to put, like okay. I have a poem about Anthony Kiedis. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Schumann's I wrote about and Wagner in passing and um, Chopin and George Sand with that one. So I was listening to a lot of different things and of course, jazz, um, bebop. Um, with the last book that came out, which is Peculiar Heritage, again, I think I was listening to a lot of different things and um, I think I was listening to a lot of newer music. I'm a big Modest Mouse fan, so I was listening to a well, m- Yeah, we're, we're in Portland, so. <laughs> okay.
0: Modest Mouse. So. <laughs> So
1: yeah. If you're from if you're, you're, from, if you're from the you know Portland of the '90s, you, you kind of had to be a Modest Mouse fan. I can see that, so right? Of passing. <laughs> you couldn't you couldn't go out on a Friday or Saturday night to like a punk club and not have Modest Mouse at least be the opening band. If it, you know nice. the early '90s somewhere. Oh they my god! Everywhere.
2: Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, taking us to um, our next question, what do you see as some being some of uh, your biggest obstacles or some of your pitfalls um, along your poetry journey?
2: I think everyone will say rejections and I am no stranger to rejections and um, lately I think one of my pitfalls is my own self with imposterism and just like this fear. um, I have this book that just came out. I'm happy with it. I love it. Um, I'm still really surprised that I wrote it. I, you know, pat myself on the back. And I am very afraid to send things out now. I I don't know why. It it seems like I should strike the iron or whatever, but I I just feel like, well, I don't know if anything is going to be of that caliber again. So I'm I'm really worried about sending things out. Money, poets, um, unlike fiction writers, need money more. Contests are so big for poets. and, and I stopped, I stopped submitting to contests because it was so expensive. And, and the first, my chapbook was um, a product of submitting to a, a contest, which didn't win, but they wanted to publish the book anyways. Nice. That's a, that's always a nice, uh, you know, yeah. it's a good,
1: a good consolation prize is a book contract. I, <laughs> I think that's a pretty fantastic. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. And um, yeah, so, so money is a big thing. And I, I, I didn't really. I just spent some money trying to send out a peculiar heritage, but I didn't I I, I made myself a budget and I, I ran through that budget pretty quickly with rejections. <laughs> and and time, time is time is a big thing. And I, I just want to say um, for poetry, contests are very important. And I don't know how to get around that. I'm not saying that contests are a bad thing but um i i do think that you get more of a voice in the world more notice if you win contests i think it's it's having it's having the sticker
1: somewhere yeah. it's it's the shiny bubble, and i think yeah i think there's it's hard because there are you know there are 150 different contests you can right. you can send things out to and each of them are three dollars you know or right tw- or, or more tw- or 23 dollars <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah um question because you you talked about how after you know after your your newest book was accepted it was kind of difficult to go back and and kind of was it that case of kind of like the uh you know that idea like the sophomore slump and like worrying that that it wasn't just going to be it wasn't going to live up to what you had thought or or was it what others had thought
2: i i think i think that that sums it up very well (laughs) i think that's exactly right um and I, I have to get over, it. I have a lot of poems and I have a lot of poems that are just sitting on my hard drive. And I I like these poems when I go back and read them. I think they are good. Um, I have this cycle that that um, is kind of obscure. There's this um, jazz band, uh, a contemporary jazz band called the Bad Plus. Um, and they have this song called You Are and the song just keeps sound it, it sounds like it's it's all these false cadences it doesn't actually end for a long time so I wrote a, a cycle of poems on that and I really like this like I did publish one of those poems but I'm just so afraid to send the rest of them out and it's, <laughs> it's a bad place to be and I need to get over it um yeah can I ask? I, I answer your question? <laughs>
0: can I ask a follow-up on that? Do sure. you have a community that you work with, or someone that you work with that kind of pushes you, um, or can push you?
1: Like an accountability partner of, of sorts?
2: Not yet. I think I'm building a couple, um, trying to get off our feet, um, like little writing groups. But no, I, I, I don't. Where I live is. <laughs> It's, it's kind of a small town. There's about 40,000 people and there's not a big writing community here. There is one, but it is very small and it is very Nietzsche, so, or Nietzsche, I shouldn't say Nietzsche, it like, <laughs> but it's very niche. like So I, I'm not sure where I fit in that. There are a couple of people, a couple of poets, but um, with COVID that has kind of broken up and yeah. I'm not sure what's gonna happen next. So no, I would love an account. I have tried to find them. And I, I did have some for a while and then I stopped. But that was with a novel. And it wasn't for submitting, that was just for writing. Right.
0: Well, right. I definitely know some people that we can connect you up with. <laughs> um, so we'll get in touch after this because <laughs> you need uh you need some accountability, girl. Yeah. So we've we've got we've got more things I want to I wanna hear from you. We we listened. Right before, I'm I'm just telling tales. We listened right before we were getting on. We found an old. Interview. We found
1: an old reading of yours. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> it's all right. We learned all about Jimi Hendrix and Stevie Wonder. It was brilliant. Okay.
0: All right. So we. <laughs> and I just I am so fascinated at what you were telling us, especially knowing you're a Modest Mouse fan too. That yeah. I would love to hear um all of these things you're telling us, I have imposter syndrome as well. So you're speaking straight to my heart when I hear, um, sorry, you're speaking straight to my heart when I hear that Mm -hmm. fear that I think we hear that a lot in uh, these interviews that we're doing with other writers that are also in these communities, especially during COVID. Yeah, yeah. So especially working in the writer's community and this podcast has brought us Uh, so much closer to so many different writers that if you'd like we definitely
1: (laughs) i feel like i feel like more writers are searching for accountability partners but just not actually um saying anything about it they really want to be searching for them yeah Uh, they tell us but they don't tell anybody (laughs) else so
0: and even we
1: we need a community board (laughs) <laughs> you posting, you know, little pin cushion board
0: even at the poetry question yeah um, our own editors <laughs> and whatnot have been looking for it so that's one of the pitfalls I think we all kind of have sometimes is uh, yeah. reaching out and saying hey I need a little bit of help um there's that's not true. a lot of people around me right now
2: that's true yeah yeah
0: so um that uh what have you learned um from that pitfall of um
2: not submitting
0: yes sorry
2: no problem um i'm I have. To, no problem i'm trying to work myself up to submitting again i have not put anything out in in a long time well, i, I have yeah what
1: you were just saying like the contest it it costs a lot of money to, yeah. to go through submittable it's a you know or submit to anything but mm-hmm. are you think you think you're kind of at the end of that where you're getting ready to uh to put some more work out in the world
2: i think so I, I hope I am and and that's what I have to do um, I took a I took a workshop a novel writing workshop with Maud Casey years ago. I'm not sure if you know who she is she's a she's a fiction writer of course um, but she said like you schedule your time to write you should also schedule time to submit I don't worry about submitting except for this day of the week and um, i I've done that for years like I would just like focus every. Other week I'll do a submission day, um, and I got to get back into that habit of like, okay, I am going to submit these poems and these short stories on this day, and I'm not going to worry about it again for another two weeks. Otherwise, it's just like, um, it would bother you. You will think I have to submit stuff, but yeah. if you have something on your your calendar, that's one thing that helps. I don't write that way. I don't think I have to write this day. Right. But um, submission is the business of writing and that's not, that's not the fun part of writing it. <laughs> <I know. laughs>
1: so, but uh, getting to our last question, which deals with kind of the fun part of writing, what are you most excited about right now in, in you know, the world of, of poetry or literature at large? Um, and then uh, where can we find uh, your work?
2: Okay, so one of the things, and, and this is, this is for a young adult or children's lit. Perfect. Um, <laughs> we have a <laughs> lot
1: We have a lot of, a lot of
2: experiences, both being middle school teachers. so really okay, good, good. Um, and, and I want it to, I, I don't know if it, it goes into adult lit, but there's a lot of people who, you know my, my kids are 12. I have 12 year twins. Um, and one loves books and verse. She that's one of her favorite things. Um, I think the one writer, I can't remember her name. It should. Um, it's a Black writer. And um, yeah. But, anyways, she she loves her, her books and she started reading more books in verse. And um, I like that because it brings kids to different poetry. You think of children and poetry, even my students um, who are a lot younger than me, they go to um, Shel Silverstein. And there's nothing wrong with him at all. But um, Jacqueline Woodson, that's her name. I <laughs> think but that's usually the only poet they know beyond nursery rhymes. So, so I like that idea of um, poetry written for children or marketed towards children. But I like that idea, too. I will want people who write towards adults, and I love poetry and cycles, but to write a novel in verse would be kind of fun or just something like an epic. Um, not necessarily for me to do, but <laughs> for me to read.
0: <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs>
2: but yeah, so that's that's what I am excited. What's coming up for me? Um, um I have a novel coming up next year, but and and that's with unnamed press. I'm really excited about that. Um, I. I am working on, as far as poetry goes, I am working on a collection of poems inspired by the old masters or like white artists that paint people of color. And and the most obvious example is um, Gogan when he went to Tahiti. Um, And not necessarily making a voice for those people of color, in those paintings although sometimes i do um yeah. but just trying to look at them differently instead of as object and i know not all the white painters looked at these people as objects but try to give a different perspective on the people in the paintings so i've already started that i published some of those poems in the past
1: mm-hmm.
2: and um the other half of that when to look at artists of color depicting themselves and um yeah. Yeah, so I've been working on that for a few years and that's a lot of fun. Cool. That sounds, like, yeah, that
1: does sound like a lot of fun. Yeah. That
0: sounds so
1: wonderful. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us today on TVG20. Okay. Um, oh, I should I should advertise my book. Yes.
2: Yes. I, trust <laughs> me, if you didn't, you did, Advertise you everything. So we please everything. do. All right. So Peculiar Heritage is out, I'm not sure if people can see that, with um, Mason Jar Press. You can get it from bookshop.org or mason jar press or um through the other books bookstores oh but
0: was that a woman's face yes oh it's beautiful beautiful. yes it is thank you yeah i I can't take credit for it it's perfect for (laughs) this perfect for a podcast for everyone listening it's it's this beautiful cover you have to buy it we will be posting everything in the show
1: notes so everyone can see it
0: but if you bought it you'll get it at home (laughs)
1: thank you so much
0: this thank has been wonderful thank you so much for joining us and we hope you'll come again
2: thank you thank you, bye. All right. you, soon. Thank bye.
0: you so much have a good night bye, bye. thank you for listening to tpq 20 please like review and subscribe